0: In honor of the releasing of the book, Improvisation at the Speed of Life, the TJ and Dave book, ADD Comedy with Dave Roszowski and Ian Foley is re-releasing the podcast interview
1: we did with the legendary improv duo at the Detroit Improv Festival a couple years back.
0: Pam Victor contributed to the book, which is described as an in-depth look at the techniques, principles, theory, and ideas behind what they do as both authoritative and entertaining. This book's available at bookstores and at Amazon. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. Hi, everybody. Uh uh this is uh introduce yourself?
1: I'm TJ Jagodowski.
0: Yes you are David Pesquisi. That's lovely. And I'm Dave Rasowski, and um we're here at the um where are we? Uh, Detroit Improv Festival.
2: Go Comedy uh, Theater.
0: I uh, yesterday I got uh I was at the black market and I was backstage with Carrie and I didn't remember where I was. What city? I didn't remember what city I was in. Um, it's a lovely city I'm excited to be here Detroit right (laughs) (laughs) and I just I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around I need to pull back so I can let you guys Um, but you're doing a lot of touring now do you want us to slide back as well yeah no no I want to see your face Uh, how often are you in New York
1: four or five times a year four or five times a year now we used to go every month but uh, we haven't for a while We've been going to New York, I guess, for about eight or nine years, something like
3: that. Mm-hmm. Who
1: would have thought? Yeah, I know.
0: That's my big thing. It's like, about improv now, Is it's the, who would have thought of it all? Because I, I know when, we were, when, when I was in I.O., it just seemed like, what's, it was a space like this. It didn't have this kind of feel?
1: This is a heck of a lot nicer. Oh, it really that, is <laughs> a <laughs> heck of a lot nicer.
0: I, mean, I remember going downstairs at the place on Wilton seeing the rats, and who the fuck would want to go down there? And it was, it was ugly. Were you there then?
2: No, you guys are way older than me. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. it, was, it was, there was no space at all to rehearse in or anything. Oh, right. Well,
1: there's the classroom upstairs, right. where you guys ended up doing Metroform up there. Yeah, we did. And we the did. room next door. Room oh, next door. There was two rooms upstairs. One of them you got the took over, and then there was one just like a class, straight up classroom up there. Right. and the, there was this dance studio, maybe years ago. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I remember getting sick upstairs in that studio because I remember that's where I discovered I was allergic to uh, avocados and vomited. I didn't vomit. Oh, okay. I did not vomit. I did not vomit. That there was like the you guy methinks
1: to go, you do protest I, I never vomit. I don't vomit. I, never, I don't poop
0: and I don't vomit. Although I did, and I'm just going to be way uh, too much information. I did once um, shit my pants in a phone booth over there, right? <laughs> uh, I, I shit my pants in a phone booth uh, in, in, in the lobby there. I was, uh, I went and I got shit my it.
1: pants in the classroom while I was teaching. You win, you win, you, win. you won. Label, too. Well, Label, shit his pants, too? Yeah, right, right around the corner at the little Mexican joint under the, underneath the L.
0: I had, I had, that afternoon, I went and got some cocaine, and, uh, and they, they were mixing it with um, baby laxative. And I was calling my friend on the phone, and I farted in the phone booth, and I just shit my pants. And I was like, fuck, i got a show later on, and how am I going to clean myself? That's a,
2: as opposite a superhero moment as you can possibly imagine. I totally,
0: I totally, I totally disagree. It's a, it's a very different superhero. I'm just redefining the concept of superhero. I can shit in my pants at a surprising (laughs) point.
2: Um, And
0: I went, I remember they had that Army Navy Surplus store Uh across the street. Uncle Dan's. Uncle Dan's, uh, Army Navy Surplus, and I was like, all right, I got to get new underpants and uh, I got to get pants. So I went across the street, they they had a gay clientele, and all that they had were- Gay army clientele. What's that? Gay (laughs) army clientele.
2: Ask. Tell.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and all that they had were leopard skin uh, bikini briefs and some uh, really tight pants, and that's what I wore. And I went downstairs, cleaned myself off, threw my pants away. So you shit your pants and taught the rest of the class?
1: Well, uh, as I recall, it's pretty hazy. Uh, but as I recall, it went, I need two people up on stage. I said, I want two people. Did you shit my pants? I need two people up on stage. <laughs> Never missing a beat.
0: <laughs> Never missing a beat.
2: I have nothing to offer to this. <laughs> <family>. <laughs> God
0: damn it. Uh, uh, such
1: fond memories. I'm, I'm humiliated right now.
0: <laughs> uh, I felt that it was, it was a really important moment in my life. And when, when, I, when that sort of thing happens, I, there's a person that I call, and I call my friend Al Rose right away to say, This humiliating thing happened to me. And he said, Well, you better call me when those humiliating things happen. I don't know if you have a friend like that where you go, That's the person that I call. Do you?
2: Uh, no.
0: You keep it to yourself?
2: Yeah, yeah. Really? And I, I try just super hard to avoid moments like that.
0: Well, <laughs> who's looking forward to moments like that? Although it does do a good story. <laughs> uh, but there's so many, a lot of that period is hazy to me, the, that, that, that early time. There are, there are flashes of things that I remember. Were you were you in uh, Honor Finnegan versus Brandon
1: Galaxy? I was not. You were not in that. I was in at the very beginning, and then I had to. I got a job.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a job, job? I think I got. I think
1: I got hired at Second City.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I. You definitely did at some point. Oh, I know. I did that. Yeah, oh. no, I think that was. the I reason saw you I, there. I saw mm-hmm. you there as
0: well.
1: That was the. I'm sure. I. I know. I spent a lot of
0: time down there. <laughs> <laughs> you might have gotten, gotten a paycheck. Have you been there lately?
3: Really? Have you?
2: No, not. Um, a few shows ago, my friend Billy directed, and I went to see that uh-huh. one. And then we were in the building for the Just for Laughs
0: Festival right. for a short time.
1: They got a new room there that's really nice. Took over Tony and Tina's joint. It's a oh, really do, nice. Uh, what's go- the, up?
0: Up. Uh, I heard that they bought uh, the booth number one, yeah. at the ambassador. The old pump room. Yeah. The old pump room. Yeah. They, they bought that up there. And so, what are you doing
1: over there? We d- just did a one off at part of the Just for Laughs Festival. Uh-huh. And I go and see stuff there, too. They do stand up there and saw bicycle men there it's a, it's a nice room
0: do you remember well of course you must remember this uh leading a seance
1: yeah up at uh, orphans was it
0: no I, it was it was the other direction it was the street from uh what's the victory garden space now yeah
1: yeah but what was what was that you it what was, was it called what, a what was that space
0: it was uh the cloud club or something
1: before I'm trying to think lucky number
0: or something like that or something it was next door to, to okay. number, I think. And you were leading a seance. With Mick? Yeah, Mick, we all put a seance together and we're talking I was talking about it with Mick. And you you said I will lead the seance, and you came in. And we, it was a big table of yes. people. I,
1: I have some flashes of recollection on this as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was a it was a big table of people and you were the medium there and we were all thinking uh, at first we we're like this is a joke, and then you you did it so seriously and was thinking Maybe something will come. Maybe we'll get some spirits coming from a different place.
1: And Harry Houdini came.
0: Harry <laughs> Houdini get- I don't remember. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I re- I There's remember. a
3: lot of these.
1: There will be a lot of these kinds of stories. Uh, little tiny bits of not, infor- not enough information all, all ending with, I don't really remember. that. <laughs> But those some of those little grains I mean, are, some that might have been interesting,
0: <laughs> but those things did happen yeah <laughs> absolutely that did ha- that did I occur know that that happened and I think that was also at a time when there was there was at a time when we like stand-up was booming back then, and there was a there was in every little space there was a stand-up club and people were making making a lot of money at that time uh doing stand up and we were kind of just finding our way after the Metro Park. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure. Did you you work with the Annoyance too?
2: Um, I got to do Screw Puppies for a while, but I didn't I didn't come to them until they were in the Clark space across from the Gingerman. So I didn't see that. Right. Like, the old Broadway space. That Screw
0: Puppies and, was a stupid show.
2: It's it's tough. It's tough.
0: Yeah, it, it's tough to drink a case of beer and then go out. There
2: that and part was a lot easier. The, doing <laughs> the scenes was hard. You could you could you could kill a case of beer, but it's just like lights up, lights down, oh. um, and 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 go, you know, and black What's the each beer time. Pool? You had to kill a case. The cast had to kill a case during the performance of the, of the show. Oh, right.
0: right. And when the beer was gone, I think the show ended. Uh,
2: sometimes we finished the beer before the show finished because uh, the beer was backstage and the light booth was way in back. So right. they had no way of knowing when we were done, you know, like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it would go, it would go about an hour uh, and you might get like, Two, three really decent thirty-second scenes. Uh, 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 it was it was hard. It and it was, was a lot of. <laughs> it had the option to be. It often was. Um, it wasn't necessarily. It didn't have to be. No, but it didn't
0: have to be, yeah. to be filthy. But you get you know Joe Bill and Susan Messing out there, and Nick mm-hmm. Napier, and you get Ellen Stone King out there. Eddie Furman, he was. Oh my um, God, Eddie Furman. Mark Sutton. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are nasty. They have nasty minds. <laughs>
2: And lovely. And lovely. And but lovely. I'm not knocking
0: them at all. I'm just saying that that, that those people, uh, uh, and, and when I would come in from L.A., I would have an opportunity to go to Second City or go to do Screw Puppies, and I would go to do, do the set of Screw Puppies because it was just so anti-L.A. Totally not L.A. at all. <laughs> Nobody, cared. <laughs> Nobody cared. Nobody they cared. Nobody cared.
3: They
2: might have cared just about different things.
0: Yeah, like a superhero that poops its pants. Yeah, yeah. There
2: might have just been a different spin on it. Right,
1: right. There is no such thing. You don't know that. As a superhero poops his pants? You don't know that. That's, That's not my gonna be
0: catchphrase, by the way. You don't know that. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's my new catchphrase. because uh, God knows this world needs a new catchphrase. you never but you, you are you are you in, are you loving this thing in New York are you just loving doing that
1: oh it's a blast yeah we get to go around and, and improvise yeah it's a blast one thing we're doing on October 11th our next trip back to New York City we're gonna to play town hall right uh, and that's one of those things like this doesn't happen right this is this is
0: impossible right and it's a spoken word. What is it? It's spoken. It, it's a spoken word festival or
2: something, isn't that? No, I don't. It's, there's a program. There's like an ongoing program that's going to be at the town hall that we fall sort of under the umbrella of. But it's like two or three weeks of of programming um, that I think are under spoken word. So they are going to have some pure spoken word right. stuff, and uh, and we'll be during that during okay. that time. But it'll still just be our show. It won't be any more spoken wordy than the words the way we already speak words when we when we. That's speak how them. we
1: communicate words. <laughs> <laughs> we speak them, mm-hmm. and that's what makes us different. <laughs> yeah, but it's a fifteen hundred seat house,
0: to and make. it's a town hall.
1: Yeah, fifteen hundred seat house in New York. Um, is it a Broadway house? Do they consider it that? They, um, I'm not sure. But to do long form improvisation in a fifteen hundred seat house, that's impossible. <laughs> and we will prove that uh-huh. right
3: <laughs> through is the that performance of it.
1: I think it's the biggest venue that Longform has played.
3: <laughs> Co- correct me. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious.
0: No, I know. That's I, right I, now, I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm going through. It. I'm thinking. Second City is so like 350 seat. Uh, uh, the Broad Street is Borough Street is how big? 200. 200. Um,
1: the Chicago Theater, Sharna did her thing there, but that wasn't. That was a big extravaganza. That wasn't the same thing. Yeah, that was clearly an extravaganza.
0: Well, <laughs> when you say extravaganza, you might, yeah. yeah it was just, that's a good way to put it.
3: <laughs>
0: I didn't do that. I didn't go to that thing. I didn't go to that. She had another thing at the, uh, uh, the on Sheffield. What was that? Did she have another? The Vic? At the Vic. Did she have something at the Vic too? Don't know. Oh. But anyway, um, what difference does it make do you think the long form at the bigger space? Like, would that matter? Because you're still going to do what it is that you're going to do, right? We're going to do what we do. Which We're is speaking with words. Yeah. When we right? when we communicate <laughs> words, they will be spoken. Uh-huh. And people are going to listen to them. Oh, that's up to them.
1: W- yeah. And also, whether or not they can hear them, right. we'll see. Because right. it's a 1,500-seat house. Right. right. That's, a Bar- uh, that's at the Barrow Streets Producing, and it. it's going to be at the Town Hall on October 11th. October 11th on the, t- the Town hall. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. There are 15
1: there are 1500 seats. How many of them will be full? Right. Are, we have up 12, to you. we have 12 confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all this, with the yeah, surnames yeah. Pasquazi and Jagodowski.
0: And this <laughs> podcast gets like exposed to tens of people. <laughs> <laughs> tens and tens of. <laughs> people. Uh Oh man, wow, that's so exciting! That's two thousand
1: thirteen, October eleventh, two thousand thirteen. <laughs> I don't want I don't want people discovering this in the future and think they can just run over to Town Hall and see this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> are, is there? But are, are, is that the show that you're with a, a guy doing music? Ike Riley. Ike Riley. Ike Riley.
1: I, an old buddy. Yeah.
0: Who yeah. does your music at the beginning of your show?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, what a classmate of Joel and mine.
0: Oh, from up, uh, from Rome. From Rome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's from Rome, and it was a classmate of.
1: No, we all went to school there in Rome.
0: I'm stunned. I'm stunned. That was easy. easy. Yeah, it doesn't take much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What? Um, and but you played with him before.
1: Yes, we open for him sometimes. He opens for us sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a band. We open for his band sometimes, and he as a solo comes and opens for us.
0: What's
1: the name of that? Ry- the Ike Riley assassination.
0: Right. Yeah. And you played with him at the at main the main space. On Morris. Main, right. stage, main uh, stage. We
1: opened for him at Shubas. Shubas.
2: And then that other Gunther one. Murphy's. Gunther Murphy's. Yeah. Right. That's weird when people see like you know people who don't know that we're an imp- an improv improvisational show to see that there's a previous thing on the bill to this guy they know play rock and roll. And you they, the just door assume, open, they just
1: assume it's going to be some That we're a band or something. Band. Yeah.
2: And so they walk in and they're talking, you know, because it's like from a front room to a back room. We're like, yeah, we'll grab a couple more. And, like, and there's just two guys standing behind microphones and in front of instruments, not touching any of them, <laughs> with invisible objects talking to each other. Sometimes pretending to be ladies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And and they kind of shut up and try to figure out what's going on and then you hear other people explaining And yeah, he's
3: getting. And then they,
1: by the end of it, the place is full and everybody's like, right. it.
2: It's amazing. I it's amazing. yeah, it's pretty I, I work in
0: prisons. I did theater in prisons for a year, and these guys had never seen theater at all. We did non-
2: comedic. Uh, Do you think that's why they ended up in jail? <laughs>
0: There's easier way to see. There's easier ways to see improv, mm-hmm. but I don't know that they figured it out. <laughs> like, yeah, we gotta go up, uh, we gotta go up the stream, down the stream, uh, up the river, up the river. There was a tributary with water in it, and I just couldn't figure. And out. a direction. And a direction. I just, mm-hmm. I just couldn't figure it out. Um, but these guys would would, would first go, "Rah, what's going on?" And then they'd sit and watch it, and then they'd be hooked into it. Uh, and and the questions that we got, and people who never seen theater before, and you figure. it it's it's just amazing how we can grab those people uh, and relate to them. And
1: I didn't view what we were doing as grabbing people. Uh, I viewed that as them being uh, courteous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, your body language when you were telling the story—you kind of you, you leaned in, like, how we you going to watch that now." Anymore.
1: Yeah, right. They at least they paid attention. Well, I think that's also dependent upon—I mean—the kind of people that would come to see Riley right. are not too dissimilar from the kind of folks who might enjoy. The- the other prison. stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, prison. Prison. <laughs> prison. Also prison. who doesn't that. love prison?
0: <laughs> oh, you just did that, that show you did that movie last year with J Legged and Did you do that?
1: Yeah. That was in prison too. That now. was yeah, Merc and Penal.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the idea of that? The-
1: Merc and Penal, it's a bunch of goofballs in a jail because we rented a jail and we could cause we could rent a jail. And <laughs> uh, and we rented a jail and he came out and did stuff and uh, we're trying to sell it as a TV show. We shot it, shot a pilot. I
0: it's, say, it's pretty funny. And they- The cast was fucking amazing. It's amazing. You and you,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, uh, Jane Morris. Jane Morris
1: as Alan. It's fucking great. Uh, Kenny Campbell. Uh, Mitch. Mitch. Jay. Jay Joel, Brian. Right. Peter, or Jason. Brian Doyle, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. Um, oh, oh uh, what was it? Who did you just Peter, name? Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Holney. Yeah. Holney, right? Holney and Dorff, right? It was fun. Right. Chris, Chris Nelson. Look at all the fucking keepers. Jarko, Jarko, right? Jarko and Peter Mackenzie. came,
0: came up from, mm-hmm. from Chicago.
1: Mm-hmm. Peter Mackenzie. It's
0: really fun. I love, I love the world we live in right now. And again, going back to the idea that i would never, i would never seen any of this happen.
1: Well, also that some of the thing is just technologically, you can do that now. You don't need a an entire studio to and all their equipment to go make something. You, just, you know make it with anything
0: and now they did they record that on that on those little cameras mm-hmm. it just blows me away the, the world that we live in right now and the fact that that there's the connections that we have and i think that it also has to do with like this fest that we're at right now this detroit info fest uh, the, the the quality of people that 2013 here, 2013. <laughs> And I believe two months from now, you guys are going to be in New York at the Town Hall doing a show with Ike. Remis and the Assassins, right?
1: Like the Ike Riley assassination on October 11th, the Town Hall in New York City. Right. October 11th, 2013. That's right? this year. Yeah. All yeah. oh, right. That's this year. That's upcoming. So Three if you are bells. going to miss
0: it, you're going to hope that they come up with a time machine for you to be able to go back in time and see the show. But that's a lot of work. It's like I'm going to jail just to see an improv show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. But if you're going, to, if you're there
3: anyway. Yeah. Right. right, you right. might as well come to see the show. Or just get
2: sentenced to an hour, an hour and a half.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that idea of sentencing someone just for an hour and a half.
1: Don't they end up having, don't, don't they actually end up doing that out in where you're from?
0: Where California? you live? Yeah.
1: They do, don't they? Don't you hear about all these people that go in for like a half a yeah, day? Yeah, you do hear that because, it, because it's oh, like overcrowded. And that was one of the things, it's a private prison, mercantile, private prison, so they don't let you out because they can't make money off an empty bed. Oh, I
0: see. All right. All right. And do you have anything to do with selling this product?
1: Yeah. It's it's mine and Mitch's.
0: Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just the idea of, we have this idea and we're going to do this. We have this idea and we're going to do this. And looking and at... And Leggits. What's that? And Leggits. And Leggits, of course, but yeah. Leggits... Mitch Rouse and Jay Leggett; those guys are always working on projects that they have come, that 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 they thought about themselves. And when I talk when when I talk to people and say, "I just don't know what to do. I have this idea. I want to do this and this and this and this," and go, "Then do it. Then just fucking do it." But if you think that you can't do it, then you're right.
1: Yeah. What is it? The guy that's from here, Henry Ford, <laughs> uh, <laughs> said that uh, the man who Thinks he can, and the man who thinks he cannot are both
0: correct. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And and I think what's also happening is, like this fest was put together by somebody who had an idea, and then they put the fest together. You know what I mean? Or a bunch of people that did that. And the idea that you, that someone said, that you, how were you approached to do the show at the at the, at the uh, Barrow Street.
1: Barrow Street. Uh, Scott Morphy, the producer there, came to see us. We have a mutual friend. And he came to see us in Chicago. I'm just, what's just some interesting reading? Uh,
3: yeah. uh, I'm
1: just looking at numbers. Uh, yeah. He came to see us in Chicago at this other guy's suggestion. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and so then when we went, we played Ali's joint in New York, The The Pit. Pit. Mm-hmm. And he came there, and it's like, oh, this seems to be the people in New York seem to enjoy this as well. And then we did the use the Del Close marathon at the Abingdon, and he brought the people from his theater to come and see us to see if they'd be interested in doing something like that. Um, because you can't—he's had a career in theater, cannot explain what it is that we—he's seen us a few times also, cannot accurately explain what it is that we're doing. Right. Um, so he's just like, you gotta come see these guys. So they, and so then the idea was to try to put long form improvisation in a theater setting rather than in an improv house or a comedy house. Right. And, uh, to try to, uh, have a hybrid of an audience, part improv fan audience and part just straight theater audience. Right. And so that's what we're doing at the Barrel Street. And we've been there for eight or nine years. I love
0: I, I, I'm talking today at the workshop and the idea of calling yourselves actors who are improvising, because that's essentially what you're saying is getting people to think in a different way. I feel like what you got, when I watch you guys, the, you're, you're the you're the model of acting, improvisation as acting. Because I think a lot of people who come up on this stage or any other stage are looking at it as, I'm an improviser and that's all that I do. But what you're doing is taking it to the, to the level that isn't the next level. It's the ground level. It's the foundation level. It is what we're doing. Well, I
2: think Dave and I might both and correct me,
0: is that we are you
2: know it improvising <laughs> that we're not we're not necessarily actors we're improvising we're just we're improvising but we're we're trying to improvise well enough that it might accidentally appear as though it's acting.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: right. So we were I was listening to something yesterday, and I, like we don't think that you guys really believe we're ladies, right? <laughs> But I think what you do believe is, oh, those guys think they're ladies, you know? So uh, that's our job. Uh-huh. You do what, you know, the audience does. They, they, they could see us. They go, oh, okay, but they're willing to go along. So I think that's part of the deal. You just try to be as genuine as you can, and they don't give them a reason to not believe you, Right. you know? And so it's if, it's if it's real to us, I guess that's where the, I don't know about acting or whatever, but... I think try to try to make it as real to us as it can be.
0: When I see people trying to make it more real than it needs to be is when I go, I don't I'm not I'm not there
1: anymore. You ever see that I forget who the stand-up was, but he did mime with real objects. And it's just it's like it's making it much realer than it like fucking here's how you peel a banana, right? But mimes don't. Banana. Mimes peel a banana. So he had an actual banana and he did it like a mime and he sat in a chair like a mime. It's like, no, we just fucking sit in a chair. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Making right. it more, more, more real than it needs to be. But right. I look at Pete Holney
0: and I watch him because he's... Holney was in Merkin too. Yeah, right. Which is, he's not going to be at the town hall in October.
1: October 11th, 2013? No, that's just you guys, right? He might be there as a, maybe in the audience. He's one of
0: the 13 people that are maybe on a reservation.
2: Maybe. None of this sounds familiar to me.
3: <laughs> oh, <hey.
0: laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, look at the, I look at the object work that, that Volney does, and I go, that's, that's mine right there, but we would never call it that.
1: Right, uh, right. right. He's just picking shit up, right. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, Severin Darden, like, never let your imaginary objects get in your way. Right, like, fucking... Right, right. Don't be a... They're not a burden. No. <laughs> right. It's but that's, like, that's, like you need a cup, fucking grab a cup. Right. Well,
0: right. that's what I remember Dell yelling at me. He's like, stop, uh, stop with the uh, character work and just be. And I'm like, he's right. But it's, it's not just don't let your imagine objects like, make, let everything that is not just the simplicity of you being up there, allow that to come out. Allow that to come
1: out. We talk about this sometimes, like that's, that it, I think it's born out of the idea that this isn't enough. Right. And that's not true. Oh my God. I was
0: talking to Jeff Perry. Do you know Jeff? I really like that Jeff I Perry. I like that Jeff Perry very much. Uh, He's, there,
1: there's a great actor.
0: No doubt about it. And uh, and
1: a great guy. Yeah,
0: and just laid back, and just one of the coolest people on the planet. He's in Scandals now, um, uh, which is a, uh, a television show as opposed to the show that you guys are going to be doing. at the
1: Town Hall October 11th, 2013. That's TJ, funny. you should be there. No, I'm going to try and do a television show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but Jeff, Jeff Perry got a note. Uh, got the director in Chicago saying, "You are enough. Stop it. You're enough." And I think that a lot of uh, people that I've been working with here uh, at the FEST—they think that they have to be more than that. It's like, no, that which you have right now is perfect. Your eunice is exactly what's necessary right now. Um, and, and and yet I understand working harder because I, you know Dell gave me that note. Or don't work so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. You no, know, don't work that hard at all. Uh, what's it like to be in, like you be, you're in Chicago doing theater, are you, are you in a play too? Not right now. And what, and you?
2: Just improvise. And teaching? I uh, haven't been, no, not since they wouldn't let me smoke inside anymore.
0: <laughs> are you still smoking? What? Are you still smoking? Are you smoking? Do you smoke? That's yeah. coming up really harsh and I don't mean
2: it. <laughs> 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 I'm just trying to think of, yeah, yes. Yes.
0: And you quit. I do not smoke. You smoked a lot. Mm-hmm. When did you quit smoking? Oh, you smoked filterless too.
1: I smoked, uh, I think the last time I smoked was at the first Del Close marathon. Because he, it was, that's a real helpful thing. People could tell you all the bad things about smoking. Watch somebody die of emphysema. Like, oh, OK, no,
0: no thanks. Yep, yep. No thank you. Yep. And you were a good looking smoker though, Dave. I'll go on. You were. <laughs> <laughs> and you had this thing, so you go You did that a lot. That was my day pass <laughs> <laughs>
3: What? Am I wrong?
1: I don't. I rarely <laughs> <laughs> I have hard. I am hard of hearing, so I do say what a lot.
0: Uh, so you just quit cold
3: turkey.
1: I did. I quit once and then started again, doing a show that required smoking, and then I smoked again for another year, and then I just stopped. Mm-hmm.
0: Did your kids see you smoke?
1: Uh, yes, my one older kid remembers seeing me smoke in the house, and he still remembers. He he remembers the whole scene, the roll top desk and the sun coming through and the cigarette and saw me smoke once.
0: Did he see it in black and white or in color? I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> and the music in the background.
1: My kid is a dog, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember all the time that Dell was trying to quit smoking, like all the times that what he would do, and he would have that, right, he would have that rubber band, he would pull it like really tight when he felt like smoking, and snap on his wrist, and it's like, ow.
1: And then he started getting off on the, just the pain.
0: <laughs> right. Loved it. Right. Oh, it's unbelievable that you used to be able to smoke inside. That gets me.
1: I worked at the theater when you could still smoke at yeah. Second City on stage and in the audience. And, uh, and then I remember it became, they, they outlawed smoking while we were there. And I, but you could still smoke on stage. I know. I remember that too. And it, I smoked in every single scene. That,
0: it's weird. And the people
1: in the audience, people in the audience, at first that you know, when they first made the law, people in the audience are you smoking, they're like, oh man, I want to smoke. And within three months, you light up and
0: they all go, right. fuck yourself. <laughs> I remember somebody in the middle of a scene going, How come he can smoke and I can't?
3: Right.
0: <laughs> and I also remember like the, the, when when I was trying to quit smoking how All my characters were trying to quit smoking. Too. <laughs> when you're when you're smoking, when, and when you create a scene, when you're creating the scenes, and the scenes are created through improvisation, and they're written, and and you're smoking during that, you don't know what to do once you quit, and you go, I can't quit until you put up a new show, because all my characters smoke. Uh, and oh, so so Jeff Perry now is doing the uh, electronic. Smoke? Email smoke? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nah. I don't want to have anything to do with that anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't have, doesn't, do it. once in a while I will smoke an herbal cigarette that has no tobacco in it, mm-hmm. just weeds and shit. Right. Tastes horrible. How's it smell, TJ? Not good.
0: <laughs> but it's got no nicotine in it. Well, you know, so again, I, I know, I, I look at Mick quit smoking, and if Mick quit smoking, that guy smoked a lot.
2: Smoked a lot. Doesn't drink. Doesn't drink. Doesn't smoke. And he's going to get married. Mick Napier.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know always, I know.
2: Anything can happen. Right. <laughs> right. Right.
0: And if you don't think anything can happen, that
2: could happen. That's it. That could yeah. happen. And they're moving. Yep. Where are they yep. going? Down onto Belmont.
1: Oh, I thought you meant moving cities. Oh. no, the theater's moving.
2: Yeah. yeah uh-huh. the theater.
0: I think it's the last month for that theater, right?
2: Uh yeah, I think uh, mid-August they're uh, they're uh, shutting up shutting up shop. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Label it was you and Label,
0: at Metroform. Yeah, Me, Label Joe Bill, Me- El- Nick Ellen Stone King, Dorfmeister. Uh, Dorf Dorfmeister. Right? Dorfmeister. Dorfmeister.
1: Um, boy, that Splatter Theater was fun.
0: God, that was. Did you do it?
1: No, I just did the intermission show a couple times.
3: What what part did you? Do?
1: Uh, I did. We did the intermission show. I did it a couple times with Howard Johnson yeah. during Meet the Meatleys, and I did it once with Timmy Meadows, and uh, we just cooked fish and had a had a, a sword fight with uh, with uh, full dead fish, slapping each other in the face and chest <laughs> with large fish. And that mine was an, he had an orange ruffy, and I, I remember getting the spines in, <laughs> just fucking getting drilled. With the, the dorsal fin of an orange that the oh, So he is. held
0: onto the face and stabbed no, you with the No, he held onto the tail. <laughs> held on to
1: the tail and went like that. And but the, like, Oh, and mm-hmm. it, it, it stabbed you? Yeah.
0: Do you remember uh, Tim Slagle? Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, Tim Slagle was also an intermission. So there was it was a three act play. It was free to get in, but it cost ten dollars to leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, which I think was just a great idea. And he had so one of the intermissions was uh, 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 Keith Howard Johnson. I'm sorry. Him, uh, Howard Johnson, doing meat puppet theater where we'd have a pork chop beating the shit out of a real a chicken. A well, dead chicken
1: right? well, also it was there was an infidelity story yeah. uh, <laughs> was, where there was two chickens, mm-hmm. right? I'm just gonna and go and grab then, my Pepsi. Uh, uh, I'll wait. No, I'm not. I'll wait. The uh, two chickens and then the, the neighbor is a steak mm-hmm. and or the neighbor is a pork chop and the kid is a, a link sausage. So the, the husband's like, what the fuck? Because
0: <laughs> a chicken would have a chicken. <laughs> uh, and then Slagle would dress up like a Nazi drag queen and, uh, and, and he would just get up and you weren't allowed to leave the room, I don't think. And he would just sit there as a Nazi drag queen and smoke a cigarette. And when he was done with the cigarette, the intermission was over. <laughs> and that was it. Um, so we had 13 people killed on stage. using, And we did two shows a night. So it was like a white set. And we had uh, 13 people killed on stage. And then what would happen is we'd, we'd, we'd get the audience out. We'd... Repaint
1: the set. Well, you know. also, uh, how many gallons of blood in a show? Right, I don't know. Uh, over a ga- yeah, over over a couple gallons right. of blood. The stage was ringed with uh, regular old house gutters. Yeah, for the blood, and the, when you wash it, they just wash into the gutters. Yeah, and, uh, it was. And then when great. they took the stage yeah.
0: down, because it was made of part gel- 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 gelatin of something, the blood had something Oh, yeah. Down, uh, so they tore the stage up. And it was three inches thick of, of, of like 10-year-old stage blood and pieces of meat. Because we would have... Uh, we, oh, they would have sausage casings filled with um, uh, pudding. So then someone was gouged. And in their stomach, they had packets of 50, like 20, 20 feet of sausage that would... Joe Bill would just pull out the sausage, and then there was a dog, Kahlua, oh, yeah, right. who would, uh, who was in that as well, and Kahlua would run around the stage and just eat the sausage. <laughs> and uh, Jesus Christ, that was a great show. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still doing that show somewhere. They yeah, well,
1: they did it. A, they remounted it at uh, Annoyance last year, a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, few years ago. It's a, wait, it's a what, how long is it? Three like, x like an hour and a half, hour and a half. The script is maybe twenty pages. That's it.
0: That's it. And the, the it's dialogue is just all just so stupid. Yeah, it's just so stupid. It's lovely. But I think what Mick would do, he was, he would, and I think though that that whole what Mick would do, he, he elevated stupid to a to a, a watchable level. Okay. I, I love that. Yeah, it was great. Great stuff. It's great stuff, and it still is great stuff. And and what what's going on, and, and, and I also love the fact that. This has spilled over into the rest of the the country. I think, on um, what Nick's doing, what you guys are doing, and what just all the classes are you teaching at all?
1: No, when once in a while we'll do a workshop when we're on the road or something like that. It's just hard work. It's hard. It's yeah.
2: hard and I don't know if, if <sighs> Mick had anything to do with it or we had anything to do with it. It's just great that Im- improvising is going on everywhere. Everywhere, <laughs> however, it- people came to it, or you know, however it's getting there. I mean, heck, just when we, when we started, there wasn't a Chicago improv festival. Never mind, like, I think, I remember Kansas City and maybe Austin, the big stinking might have yeah, been going on and one. spontaneous right. combustion. But now everyone has, and, I, and I, no disrespect to the, to the great one that happens here, it's awesome that everyone has a festival. You could spend all year going around America and Christ and Europe and stuff and seeing improvisation. It's, it's we fantastic. We played
1: Rome, Italy. Oh did was that we did a, a, we did a show in Rome, Italy. Did
0: Gelman put
1: that together or no friend know? of Gelman's though, yeah. Friend of Gelman put that mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And did you who
0: was who it was in English? In honestly. English,
1: yeah, there's an improv group over there, but this woman uh who's teaches theater in Rome, she she's a friend of Gelman and Gelman, Gelman put me in touch with her and mm-hmm. and uh yeah, it was it was a blast it was a hoot and again that is one of those moments oh this doesn't this can't happen right this this thing that's happening right now right this can't happen right and also Mo, noah talks about it like things have changed when we were first starting improvisation was a guaranteed dead end right guaranteed right yeah, absolutely part and of the appeal right right nothing's happening Outside of this is not a road to fucking anywhere. This is this is this is the end, mm-hmm. right? That's it. Right. And so it attracted a certain kind of person, uh, uh, maybe lacking uh, certain drives and ambitions. <laughs> 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 My people, right? Right. Uh, and, uh, and now it's like it, the, the, in Chicago, Illinois was the only place for it, the only place for it. And now those great theaters in New York all right. sprung from uh, I.O. and Dell and right. uh, and then Los Angeles as well. And, right. and you know, it's just it's it, it. There's great improvisation everywhere. Not only is there improvisation everywhere, there's really good stuff going
0: on. Everywhere. Oh, absolutely. And, and I look back on did you? Were you ever see it, Baron's Black at all? Did you ever see that? Uh, I not
2: until the not until the reunion stuff. Uh-huh. But yeah, not in
0: the original. But Man Alive! What? The reunion. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you're all in different places. But what I loved watching you guys. I mean, yeah, it was a dead end, but uh, it was a dead end at that time. But I remember watching it, thinking, "You guys are so goddamn smart," and this, and and the intelligence and the. Um, just the amount of uh, listening that was going on, and to watch that, I think for me it, cha- it changed. You guys were such good models of how this was to be done. Well, thank you.
1: Yeah, I loved it. It was a great group. It was a great group, and we were really into it. You know, right? And we didn't and, have and no idea what we were Del doing. Right. His, I agree, absolutely. Got to have Dell when he was at his at his most interested. Absolutely,
0: mm-hmm. and and I was taking classes there at that time, thinking this. I, what is what is this? Because I came right from working in prisons and just went right to IO. Oh, I don't remember how I got there, but I remember watching him. And, a step and, backwards, perhaps. Well, it was really <laughs> weird because I had no idea what the culture was, even what anybody was doing or what the show was. You right. never do but, when you get
2: out of a joint, Dave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's going to happen? And takes I'm a while. Suck, man. <laughs> um, but I was watching you guys and thinking, and I remember the reference level that you had and, and all that stuff, and everybody... Was just working from that model. And I think what was also happening, and I mentioned in the podcast before, the idea of the teachers that we had then were actors. And I think that that, that, that changes
1: everything. I, I agree, and yeah, they're speaking from, also in Delth, speaking from experience is not just you know, intellectual exercise. This, this is a guy who knows exactly what he's doing, and he knows what he's asking for, and he knows it's possible because he's experienced it. So, and also, I think a lot of that is you know what you are mentioning—the things that attracted you. Those things were engendered in us. Like, yes, that's absolutely play. Those were the principles: play at the top of your intelligence, agree with everything. Right. You know, uh, and so I think that was one of the things that was unusual to see. You don't, you didn't—at least my experience was—you didn't see that elsewhere. Just oh, there's eight people. All thinking the other person had just had the best idea that's ever happened, <laughs> right. and it was stupid shit. But it d- didn't matter. That is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Right. Everybody behaving that way. It was. It was really cool.
0: And I don't remember you guys having argument scenes, and I don't remember there being like like big conflict scenes or you fuck my wife scenes or that kind of stuff. Where all that I, I remember. Uh, scenes about uh, uh, the, the Christians versus the Lions. and I remember historical other historical scenes like that. I remember you connecting in real ways and the characters caring about caring about caring about each other. yeah,
1: and not necessarily funny
0: scenes. right mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really important thing too is it it isn't and that's what you guys bring to the show to all your shows is it's not necessarily funny and that's why the New York Times calls it,
1: Right. Not necess- they called it not necessarily <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they it
0: an improvised one act play. You know the idea that it is an in- improvised one act play. And how long were the heralds back then? Why do I remember them being forty minutes? Is that because right? they were. They were forty minutes. Yeah,
1: and then I remember also Dell said, "You're going to do this one. It's going to come in at twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. We'd never done one that fast before. I think it was about twenty six minutes.
0: Right." 40 minutes yeah, him, like, like now if you do 20.
1: 40 minutes with five or six people, as opposed to 18 minutes with 14 people. <laughs> right, right, mm-hmm. right. right. So you think? had chance, you had chance. I mean, the, so the pace was different. The pace was completely different. Because nobody's like running in. Nobody's running in to improve your scenes.
3: <laughs> wow. I
1: know I know. What these guys need. But me, I'm gonna yeah. shit
0: myself.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I took care of that before the show. Um, uh, but but that form follows function because there's so many people in such a short amount of time now. People are looking at the Herald and going, "Oh, it's got to be it's it's quick and fast." And you're not able to really appreciate. You're not really able to appreciate the structure because I I remember. Were you in the show that we did on Mainstage? Yeah, where it was yeah gravity. Gravity, mm-hmm. gravity, and it was—it was.
1: It was... <laughs> it's so this is twenty-something years ago, and, yeah, and we both know exactly the show we're talking about,
0: right? <laughs> because Dell would talk about seeing Harold, and and what he meant by that. Do you remember that phrase? Did you remember
1: mm-hmm. Harold visiting? Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. and what how, what do you remember it being?
1: Well, just that. And there's something beyond the people on stage that the, well, part of it is the idea that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, and that when everything's working right and you get out of your own ways, uh, that everything is taken care of and directed for you. And uh, and that only happens through complete agreement and lack of self and all those other things. But uh, that when that, when you create those conditions, there, you You don't have to make decisions anymore because it's all very clear what's supposed to happen. It's all just like the veils removed. Like, oh, okay, Uh, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, that's going to happen. You're like five five moves down the way. It's already done. This is just, I understand that's the way Hitchcock made movies, that by the time it came to shooting, it was already done, it was boring for him.
0: Right, and so we would see Harold, and it would just be like, this is, of course that's going to happen. Right, right, and that gravity show so
1: uh, I, think I remember. A copy of it. I remember Ian Gomez backstage. You remember that? Yep.
0: Yep. The chair. Living mm-hmm. air. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ! I just remember. I mean, it's, it's, it's 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 such a rarity now, and I don't know that anybody. I don't know that. that does that happen?
1: Label Myers. Yeah. Oh Myers. You me.
0: Myers. I hope. You know Joel. Yeah. Joel. Um, was there a woman? Maybe uh, maybe Honor. I don't no, know. No, I don't think Honor. Was Judy. Right. No, not Judy. I don't remember. Oh, that doesn't say much. Well, there was uh, no, well, there wasn't a woman. Probably not. Mick, right? Mick? For sure? For sure. And there's a videotape of this. I think uh, Joel's got a videotape.
2: Have you watched the videotape? No.
1: Don't. Yeah, right. No.
0: He did show it though.
1: That, uh, that reminds me of the Erna Herzog Don't listen to this tape. Destroy this audio. Destroy this <laughs> tape. <laughs> Don't listen to tape. tape. What is that? Uh the grizzly man. Don't listen to his tape. Destroyed his tape. Destroy it.
0: Destroyed his tape. Don't listen to his tape.
1: (laughs) He takes off the headphones to say it. (laughs) Don't don't
3: listen to his tape. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. Do not.
0: Do you guys ever watch your, your shows?
1: Uh, rarely. Once in a while. Like, we're trying to figure out what to do. We got, they, they get shot. The Adam uh, shoots them all. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to figure out what to do with them. We got, you know, we've been doing it for a while. So there's 500 fucking shows. Jesus. And uh, so here's our, our goal.
2: <laughs> we hope.
1: In a single day, to
2: become the most prolific playwrights the earth has ever seen. In one day. Yes, we'd like to re- we'd like to publish to publish and release perhaps five or six hundred plays in one afternoon in one
3: day. <laughs> I understand the temptation to do that. I really I really
1: understand the temptation. So we're actually the a uh, uh, couple people are, are helping us out and transcribing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, are you and you're going to go through the transcription? Or? Yeah,
1: we're go. We actually would go through and just we if we remember one that we liked, we write this one down. We'll see if it's anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, but I,
2: thankfully, this 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 woman Emily and or Harrison are, are looking at them. Um, we we found it. The one experience we had to watch. Um, uh, this really nice and very talented fellow named Alex Karpovsky made a documentary about um, Dave and I and shot a show and we went. We got to go to South by Southwest for it, and and had to watch it. And it's excru- it's excruciating. Uh, he did a beautiful job, and uh, and I think it's as nicely as improvisation has ever been captured on you know on film. It's not an easy thing.
1: No, no it, he shot it with eight, he did an amazing job. Shot it with eight cameras That's and and, and called it like a sporting event, and it was he did just. I believe, a great job, irrespective of the content. It's
2: still you in it, and mm-hmm. it still hurts just the same, you know? Um,
0: <laughs> what, 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 what makes it something where you go,
1: oh, no, Honestly, both of us sweating watching it. Didn't sweat actually doing it, but watching It's like, oh, fuck. Because uh, you can't change it. No. Nothing you can do about it. Oh, God.
2: And you look at the wrong stuff, or I look at the wrong stuff, like, oh, I I move my arms weird, you know? That's how I walk, you know? And like, I don't want the next time we have to do a show to be thinking, like, I I better start walking right, you know?
0: (laughs) Who doesn't think that? But I I totally understand that. And today, one of the workshops, uh, Brian is Brian here? I think Brian or Gary, uh, yeah, he was sitting in the chair and I said, okay, just be, just sit and be, and I think that you didn't know what the fuck to do with your <laughs> arms. You're like, these are new to me. I don't know what to do with them. Uh, uh, I was talking, you know, uh, shuli Cowan has that great show that she does called uh, Opening Night Music, do you know that? I don't. It's where they, they improvise a musical, they improvise a, a musical in one night, and the uh, Josh Bunk is in it, and uh, Norm Thomick is in it, and Derek Miller is in it. I and have... it is At... awesome. Uh, and I and know, yeah, I've seen know, it, I mm-hmm.
1: think. And there, yeah, they, the improvising song wow. is an amazing thing. And the way that
0: they do it, it's seamless. But it is an amazing thing, but they rehearse.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, that's what it takes. And also, I think, there's, I think it's helpful to realize one's limitations. Um, that is not something I should ever be doing. <laughs> you know, I, I gave it a shot for a little while, no, nope. When did you give it a shot? Back when we had to, when yeah, we right. had to, right. we we're, were, you know, like, improvised songs, do this one
0: whole night, rhyme and meter. Mm. Right. Uh, yeah. But you also working with Fred Kaz too, where it was like, you weren't on your own, certainly at Second City.
1: Yeah, but I'm not,
0: well, I, I don't belong doing that. No. No, no, I am thinking about like, am, no, but I'm thinking about a song that David did that I really loved. and It was at Northwest, and it was the Myrna Loy song. Oh, that's a lovely song. That's a lovely, lovely song. That's not improvising. No, no, but it's it's singing, mm-hmm. it's singing. But well, you don't mind singing, you just I don't know. mind
1: singing. Yeah, no, right. but improvising in song is just it. yeah. It's a, it's an amazing it's an amazing skill. Those guys, the Shakespeare
0: guys too. You know? Right, 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 right. Well, um, that Myrna Loy song was really great. Well, thank you. It was just such a beautiful song and. Nobody even knows what that, well, back then people didn't know. Like no, right. That no, it's kind of what the song Yeah, yeah that is. is. Where is she today? Yeah. God, it's amazing. The little minutia that gets stuck in your head. Yeah. What do you remember about the first shows that you saw at Second City? No. Yeah. At Second, just seeing, not... Uh, I remember not being... a lot of it.
2: Uh, I remember a lot of it. It was uh, it was me out to the Balkans. Uh-huh. So it was Black Molly's and oh CIA. Boy. And Ugh. remember you coming out of Mr. Almond's. Trench coat. Yeah. Um, Is, yeah yeah. The yeah, Patter yeah. song. Mr Colbert doing the Patter song. Yeah. About,
0: you know, I hope he's okay. Is he doing?
2: Anything? I Haven't heard from him.
0: I don't know. But I don't know why I would. Why I would
2: um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I remember yeah tons of it. Oh Mr Sullivan never touched me. Oh God yeah the, yeah the, yeah, the, the Beatles, Beatles song. one yeah. Be- it was a oh, really wow, right. really funny scene. Uh, David was in it and um, when I saw it, it was Almond. Almond. Carell, Colbert and yourself. Right. And it was the Beatles coming. Backstage from their first appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show, and at this time, a lot uh, it, like it seemed like one of the big like Phil Donahue issues was were people going through therapy and realizing they had been molested as as kids um, through like therapy and regression and stuff. And so like uh, George comes in, John comes in, Paul comes in, and each time the door opens, it's just screaming. screaming. Ringo comes in, no sound door closes and yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, "Well, that was weird." Paul goes back to look out like, "John, George, Ringo, nothing." And then through the course of the scene, they all realize that they've been molested by Ed Sullivan, <laughs> except for Ringo. And it was well, Mr. Sullivan never touched me. He's never like, touched well, me. Perhaps he didn't get around to it, but I gave him every opportunity.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: yeah, and we had we sang a song too. Mm-hmm. Squiddy, 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 love my little squiddy. <laughs> squiddy, 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 rock and roll. <laughs> what a stupid fucking song! But those two guys could harmonize. Uh, they sing well. Yeah, they really sang well. They really did. It's it's also amazing the people that came from second city who are just totally in the uh, just this other stratosphere and I talk about it a lot but I just could not be happier for those people. I couldn't be happier for for, for the work that that they've done and, and especially good folk. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Good folk who were always certain about who it who it was who it is that they are and what it was that they wanted. Um, and and, and it, it just goes back to people, when you're in a group, when at first I first was working with Carell, he was this guy named Steve Carell. He wasn't Steve Carell. He was this guy named Steve Carell. And you don't know who you're working with, and you have never have any idea what's going to happen with people, what anybody's aspirations are. And then suddenly you watch them move up. And the temptation is to, or, or you have a little little thing of like professional jealousy. But I don't remember having that. I don't remember going through that. I don't remember going through like, where's mine? I don't remember that. Did you guys experience that? Not from those guys, but the idea of professional jealousy in the work that we do. Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: Just if not jealousy, like uh no, I, I guess not, not really jealousy, but it's still confounded. I guess jealousy includes me, like what's what's this to me? It isn't that. Um, like, oh, why is this happening over me? And I I don't really think that. What I do think is, what the fuck? Why is this the number one television show in the world? That's fucking garbage. Things like that. You know, like, my God, what is popular is so often so terrible. And and I just I'm I'm still confounded by that. I I don't know that it's jealousy or or that that I take it on personally so much. But I, it just is confounding. But
0: you wouldn't want to be in any of those shows. Oh gosh, no. And and but you have also lived your life staying in, staying, in Chicago, staying in Chicago, staying in Chicago, being in Chicago. But you also travel around and get to pick the,
1: the. No, I stay in Chicago. Right, right. I chose to live you, in Chicago. You, yeah, you
0: you chose it because
1: and you, I got you, to because I got I you know because just <coughs> because I got to was able to work there and right. not every, a lot of people have to leave to but go find work. But you were
0: drawn by those shows to the point where you're going. You were you drawn drawn by family and by work and being able to work and to live in a great place and and all that. So that draw that that brings a lot of people to L.A., you didn't have that. Right. Right. And for me, I'm going, I'm going to go to L.A. and see what happens and then go, well, this is it. I'm not interested in any of that stuff. I'm just not interested.
1: Right. Right. I forget that sometimes.
0: You forget that you're not interested? Mm -hmm. I do too. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you mean when you forget? Oh, leave. I think. Oh man, I want. I want to go do that. And like, and then you're there. It's, oh, fuck! No, I don't. Right.
3: I know. <laughs> I know.
0: And, I, and anybody listening to this, if you think that you want to do that, then do that. Yeah, but right. That, that might not be what you want to do, and you can't force yourself to want to do that. And uh,
1: also, that what I people ask, like, "Well, what should I do?" What should I? I I I think it's really helpful to try to figure out what it is that interests me and what is it that I want, and to know that. Because it, none of it's going to happen just by accident. So what is it that I want? And it's, wanting anything is fine, right? I'm fucking want to be this, want to be that, want to be on that, want to be on that. That's great. Uh-huh. If you want, you know, if you want to be on a television show, don't sit in fucking Kankakee. Key. Uh, if you, you know, go out to Los Angeles. That's where they make them. Right. Uh, you know, if you want to work, if you want to be an improviser, there are a lot of places you can do that. Right. Um, if you want to be on Broadway. One town, so far as I know, that happens one place in the world. You know, right. literally one place in the world. Right. You know, so to try to remember, to figure out what it is I want to do, because and that changes all the time. So let's say, oh, I'm just in. I want to. I want to be a better improviser. So I stay in Chicago. I want to be a better improviser. All of a sudden, my goal changes. I want to be on a TV show, but I'm still in Chicago on, on stage improvising, and expecting this other thing is going to happen. Uh, that's going. That's a recipe for disaster. Right. right? Right, it's a
0: recipe for you to be to uh, to, to be angry and mm-hmm. aggravated, right. and the people around you to be aggravated and angry too. Mm-hmm. Because like, if you don't want to fucking be here, don't be here. Or, or better yet, if you want to be somewhere else, go there, go there. And when you're there, and when you don't like it, leave there. <laughs> Just fucking leave there <laughs> and go to the next place, whatever that is. If you're not happy with where it is that you are, because we I, I, talk about. You, I talked to Beltzman, uh, Mark Beltzman, who just got all of his shit in LA, he and Bev stuff, and they up and they took it on the road. They just left. They sold all their stuff. And I look at that going, God bless, man. And they had a show, but they didn't go, well, I'm going to wait for another show to run. They grabbed that at that moment. And I think that's so important. I'm so inspired by that. But like, get the fuck out of a place that you don't want to be in anymore, or change it. You know? That's it. What are we doing Let's be done. Do you want to, is there anything you guys want to promote? A show that you're doing? Uh, we're not, we're not it's got
1: anything, nothing on the books. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, no,
1: actually, we are writing a book. Uh, you are uh, writing we, a book? We are writing a book with Pam Victor. Oh, you are? We are writing a book with Pam Victor. Oh.
2: It's a Western. Uh-huh. <laughs> But it's not, is is it an American Western?
0: It's like a Western. Oh, it's Louis L'Amour. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, TJ and Dave, thank you. Thank you for listening to ADD
1: Comedy. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on Dave, you can go to his website at www.davidrosowski.com or follow Dave on Twitter at D Rosowski.